Welcome to Success Stories brought to you by SNS Activewear. I'm your host, Marshall Atkinson, and this is the podcast that focuses on what's working so you can have success too. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought many small businesses to their knees or frankly, completely out of business. One Michigan business, Sandlot Sports, made a dramatic shift in their business from athletic and sports event-based apparel and merchandise to more of a B2B focus. On today's Success Stories podcast, we'll be chatting with Ryan Dost and Adam McCauley about their business, the shift in a new direction, and their plans for the future in 2021 and beyond. If you've been trying to move your business into a different direction, this is one episode you don't want to miss. So Ryan and Adam, welcome to the Success Stories podcast. Well, thanks, Marshall. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Marshall. Appreciate you having us on. Great. No problem. So uh, Ryan, you ready to take the first question? I am. As this episode is focused on making changes, let's set the stage and talk about the Sandlot Sports origin story. How did you get started? What is your business market focus? And exactly who are your customers? Okay, I'll give you a little bit of uh, our background of where the heck we came from. Both of us grew up here in Saginaw, Michigan. Went to the same high school. We're one year apart. I graduated in 96. Adam graduated in 1997. Adam's kind of the one that had the direction to go into the screen print embroidery world. He worked at a screen print company, uh, Sports Junction in high school. So he was the one that was kind of in this world. We both went away to college. I went to University of Michigan. Adam went to Northern Michigan University in Saginaw Valley, got a degree in education. Adam ended up going to Northern Michigan University and Saginaw Valley State University. He got a degree in uh, education. He was a teacher. I got an education in organizational studies, which is a nice way to say general studies with a little bit of business orientation. Our friendship really started after college and our our idea of our business, I would say, started when we painted a house. We call it the Michigan house here in Saginaw Um, back in the summer of 2001. So I was done with college. We got kind of picked to paint this house through somebody Adam knew where we got paid cash under the table during the summer being just out of college and Adam's still in college. We would work till 1 a.m., listen to the Tigers, listen to Ernie Harwell talk about the Tigers when they were on the West Coast. We would work at random times when we had openings and we really got to know each other and learn a lot more about each other and our work ethic and knew that we had a lot in common. Uh, The next year we ended up coaching Little League together. We were like 21, 22 year olds coaching Little League. We went our separate ways. I went to Chicago. Adam went to Boston for a while. He came back and taught here. 2007, Adam tried to convince me to move back to start a business. He, uh, he saw the business he is working in, the screen print business, and thought it'd be something to be good for us to do. He knew I always wanted to own my own business. I thought it was going to be a hardware business, but he convinced me to try to start this one. So 2007, I came home. We wrote up a business plan, went to three banks, and uh, that did not go well for us. All three banks kind of laughed us out the door. So I went back to Chicago, back to my salary, my insurance, my 401k. A year later, though, things had changed, and uh, I moved back home in, I think, March. And June 28th of 2008, we opened our doors with the help of family. We got a $15,000 loan because um, the banks still were not going to help us with anything. Got the most basic equipment we could, bought an em- embroidery machine, a single head embroidery machine, which was probably the worst decision we had but or made. We, w- we would sit out front that first year. 
waiting for the phone to ring, throwing the football with a phone in our pocket. We would maybe grab some money out of the till on a Friday night, go grab some beers. It, it was an interesting time. Uh, it was fun. We kind of did everything everybody told us not to do. 2008, things were not going well. People said, do not quit your real jobs and, and do this. Kind of keep your real jobs and do this on the side. And we said, we're going all in. It's either going to work or not work. And we went all in. 2009, things started taking off for us. We moved locations. That year, I'll always remember kind of the base of our business. There were five weeks we worked 100 or more hours in that year. We worked all the time. And our take home that year was just over $9,000, which I think we figured out one time. And with overtime and all that stuff, it would have paid us probably right around $3, or just under $3 an hour. Uh, 2011, we bought Sports Junction, the company actually, the company Adam worked at when he was in high school. Took us from three of us to nine people. 2014, we bought CJ So Simple, a local company. 2015, we got kind of into the real estate business and bought our production building we're in now on Universal Drive in Saginaw, Michigan. 2018, we bought uh, one of our retail locations in Bay City, Michigan. Um, And today we sit at three locations, two retail, one production, 22 staff members, two autos, two manuals, 17 heads of embroidery, a DTG machine, and a VersaCam to do banners and stickers and all that good stuff. So the second part of that about our what's our business market focused, we actually have our target market as K-12 schools, businesses with 50 or more employees, teams and organizations, and event coordinators in Michigan who expect quality, ease of experience, and are not price focused. We do not want to be the uh, the least expensive place in the world. And for the part about who are your customers, uh, our current customers are schools, clubs, and travel teams. That's still the focus of our, our business. Uh, we've switched that a little bit with the pandemic, everything else. We do have great clientele, corporate customers too. The top five of our largest customers are all businesses. No, I had, you know, I had worked in high school at Sports Junction and then I worked through college every once in a while and learned that they did online events and you know, everything I learned, I learned from them. And then when Ryan and I kind of started, we learned that they were not the most efficient way that you were doing screen printing. So we just wanted, we knew this was going to be a profession now. So we jumped into doing trade shows. And I mean, we were on top of learning everything we could possibly learn. That's, I mean, part of that's how we met you guys, or you Marshall and some other people in the industry. And we just begged and, and bothered people enough to let them know like, Hey, we want to learn how to do this and do this and do this. And um, we've had this constant knowledge or this idea that we want to just keep growing, growing, growing. So we're always in the mood to learn, learn, learn. It's been a weird experience. I mean, we started with really absolutely nothing and, and kind of coming to where we're at 12 years later. Um, it, it's a significant jump and um, I'm glad we're where we're at. Um, but I don't think either one of us would have expected us to be doing as well as we have. And weren't you named Small Business of the Year from Michigan? We are. That's a nice little nugget to leave out of there, isn't it? Um, so the SBDC, <laughs> the SBDC, we had worked with, you know, part of growing our business is kind of reaching out to different organizations and 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 looking at leadership roles and things like that. And the SBDC, um, we we teamed up with them and and they kind of helped us get on track and and working towards building our company culture. And and with that, they had seen the growth that we were making the last few years. And uh, we didn't even know they applied our, put our name in this uh, application um, for that award. And uh, there were 12 different recipients uh, in the state of Michigan, done by, uh, divided up by different regions. 
And uh, so we had won our region. And then what we had found out a few months later is that we actually were the overall winner for the state of Michigan as the best small business in the state of Michigan. So that was a really significant, uh, fun thing for us to kind of put a nice little feather in our cap. And uh, we got to toot our own horns for a little bit. Um, we have a real fancy gala down in Lansing and uh, around some some pretty significant businesses. So it was kind of neat to rub shoulders and elbows with those types of people, which was, which was kind of fun. And after that award, did you see, oh, you're the best small business. I need to send you my work. Did that happen? Um, sadly, not as much as we would have liked, would have liked. but I mean, it, it really did open some doors when you had those conversations with, our name is Sandlot Sports. So everyone thinks sports, sports, sports. Um, but when we were down there and, and networking with the people that we had met, you know, and let them, when we told them what we do, they were like, oh, we, we could, you know, maybe this is something we could partner up or, or get together and do some work um, with you guys. So it did open some doors to, for us a little bit. And they can, it continues to open doors. I mean, it's always kind of a, a topic of conversation when, when people kind of say like, wait, I, my business has nothing to do with sports. How can you help us? And then we explain, hey, this is exactly what Sandlot Sports does. It, it does open those doors for us to touch. So, Adam, after the pandemic hit, you, you decided that obviously you had to make some changes. Walk everyone through the process and the steps that you took, because that's what the kind of this episode's focused on. Yeah. So... Ryan and I early on realized that we need to invest in our business. So this in 2019, we spent a few months kind of looking for the best kind of consulting firm that we could find. And, and we put together a leadership team of, of staff members on here. And so at the end of 2019, we were geared up for a big push of Sandlot Sports. And in January and February, we were rocking and rolling. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So what we did is, is as a team is kind of broke it down and said, all right, what does our business look like if we lose 10% of our orders or 20% of our orders or 50% of our orders? Like what, what are the scenarios that could happen to Sandlot Sports that can put us out of business or, it could, or, or we could excel and, 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 um, and jump forward? So that was a big focus for us early on is to say, well, what are all these scenarios that could possibly happen? We wanted to know what our staff looked like. Um, we kind of have this accountability chart of what our staff is doing and who they are. We wanted to make sure that if this scenario happened, where do these people go? And if this staff, if this happens, what does our production do? So that was our first thing. And then we ended up taking um, a big look at our sports and our school market was 100% disappeared. So what could we do to the little corporate business that we did have? And it has been slowly growing our corporate business, but it wasn't our main focus. We wanted to grow a little bit every year. But with this, it really kind of forced us to jump ahead. So we said, okay, what can we do? Everyone needs PPEs. That's, that was the big thing for everybody. We reached out to the customers that we had a relationship with and just kind of found out, one, how they're doing. Uh, because everyone in a, in a small business, they were all kind of in a mess. You know, They didn't know if their staff was going to be there. They had people leaving and coming and going. So we found out what do they need that we could provide for them that they may not have known we could provide for them. And so that was a big step for us too, to help like, Hey, we can do these fundraising stores for us. We've have, we had so many online stores for our fan gear and spirit wear and everything else. Like it, it also translates for business. And at a time where your company culture could, was taking such a huge hit, that online store for us, it really, it really got business owners excited to say, okay, I can just get my staff on the site to buy a bunch of stuff with our company logos on it. And just it built that camaraderie for the people that were working in the staff. Our event coordinator, you know, with events completely gone, 
our event coordinator kind of became an inside salesperson for us. And she reached out to local businesses to find out, could we do a, a, a apparel store for them and their staff? Um, we had other people kind of reaching out. We didn't have the foot traffic like we used to have. So we had our inside sales or our customer service people reaching out to other people and just seeing what, like, what can Sandlot Sports do? I mean, we were doing anything to kind of keep in the forefront of everybody's mind, even though this pandemic was kind of hitting people. Our corporate stores, I mean, our corporate customers, you know, we just, we wanted to sell them more. Like what more could we give you? Is there more promotional stuff that we weren't offering before we were doing it now? So, I mean, those are a couple of things that we did. I think here else, Marshall. Ryan, you want to jump in and anything? So right after the pandemic, like Adam kind of mentioned, our leadership team, we went through different scenarios of like the percentage percentages down, but we also had calls with our leadership team twice a week. And it, sometimes they were five minutes, sometimes they were 20 minutes, but it just kind of kept everybody the pulse, I guess, on the business, even though we weren't able to be here every day. Our outside salesperson that was focusing on the schools and selling the uniforms and the hard goods and all that immediately switched to the businesses. We kind of focused on areas we already were having successes like credit unions and banks and the man the manufacturing world, um, we just kind of kept expanding on them. Uh, we sold our existing customers, our top customers, even more in 2020. Our top two customers are both businesses. One's a survey engineering company, another one's a hospital, and both of them were up over 20% in 2020. So even in a year when things were down for a lot of people, we were able to sell them more by just kind of offering them more. It's more promotional things more like pre-made hats, things overseas, just different things we were not already selling them. So I think that was a big thing. Um, and then it was just all hands on deck. Like Adam said, we had customer service people that we just kind of usually have people, them taking care of the people that walk in the door. They were making phone calls and doing whatever. whatever. Everybody kind of bought into this, like we have to keep the ship afloat and we did a good job of it. And didn't you start selling promotional items that you normally, you know, you've only concentrated on apparel, but now you're doing water bottles and whatever, right? You know, we always, we, we dabbled in a lot of that stuff. I mean, we've done promotional products for probably the last seven or eight years, but on this time, you know, this time it just felt like it was a focus and it could be a driving revenue stream for us to say, Hey, you guys are buying that stuff on uh, some random place online. Like just you know, we've already done these little apparel pieces for us. We can also do all that promo stuff for you. So it did let people see like there's more to Sandlot Sports than just sports. So as an example, we did a wine order for a celebration. It was a it was a pretty significant order for us. Um, and it just kind of came out of the blue, but it came out of asking what more can we do? They were already a client with us. We had already done a ton of apparel orders with them in the past. And they really had no idea that we did promotionals to the level that we do. So just by asking and saying, hey, what more can Sandlot Sports do for you in this in this crunch of a pandemic time? You know, they said, hey, we've got this celebration coming up. We're looking for this. Can, can we do it here in Saginaw? And I said, absolutely. And so that was a pretty significant order. Uh, but, and what was the order? Oh, I'm sorry. So it was 2,500 uh, wine glasses um, for a, a corporate customer. Okay. And as in a, pair, a sports store, a sports apparel company selling wine glasses is something that's like on your web page banner, right? Right. <laughs> I said right next to the baseball bats. <laughs> that's right. And then also I should mention is that you're not just selling sh during 
we'll call normal times with air quotes here. During normal times, you're not just selling t-shirts and stuff for sports. You're also selling the sports equipment, correct? Yeah, we are. We we did that about three or four years ago. We decided to get into the sports equipment side of things. And it was it was drawn out because of uh, finding different ways to have our customers buy more from us. We were already addressing the athletic directors. We were talking with coaches. We were already handling a lot of that business for the apparel side, but we figured the low-hanging fruit here would be to add on batting helmets or basketball hoops or or types of things like that. So we did that, and we kind of went all in on that, which was great. But then when the pandemic hit, all of that just froze. Athletic budgets stopped. You know, they weren't allowed to buy anything anymore. You know, we were selling a lot of the sports equipment along with our apparel, um, but with that pandemic, it just froze to zero. And are you seeing, because it's now, it's the spring, right? Are you seeing potentially that coming back for you? We, the, the way that our team has kind of thought this through is we really don't feel as though we're going to see a normalcy until next fall. I think this spring is going to be a little bit of a question mark for everybody, and we hope that we're wrong but we don't really anticipate a lot of the sports and the school stuff going back to normal until the fall. With that comes all the planning that you've guys been doing where you're thinking, Hey, we're not going to be doing a lot of this stuff in these market segments. So changing and pivoting to a new direction has really allowed you to keep your sales going and everything moving. Correct. Right. The pandemic's actually opened our eyes a little bit to maybe changing our direction of our company a little bit. Uh, like Adam mentioned earlier, we were already trying to focus on getting more corporate business. Pandem- pandemic forced us to go more corporate business. And actually, when we sat down and put our like one and three year kind of plans in place, we have a three year target to increase our corporate, I guess, piece of the pie up to 50% of our business. Um, we actually have a one year goal to hit a million dollars in corporate sales this year. So the pandemic's actually almost redirected us a little bit towards a different area. Just like Adam was saying, the, the hard goods, we went all in. Uh, and, and it's a good thing. It's low-hanging fruit, but it's so it's just such low margin and not easy. And one of our, our target market is the not price conscious like consumer. That's all that is. Like a, a dozen of the high school baseballs, it's all about who's the lowest price and who has them in stock. And that's just kind of not our core focus. So if anything, the pandemic's opened our eyes a little. Like what you hear so far? Be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest from success stories. And now here's Zach shortly with the SNS Spotlight. If you're pitching decorate apparel to corporate clients, then you should check out our 2021 company store trend guide. Just released this month, it has some of the latest styles from our top retail brands like Adidas, Champion, Columbia, Oakley, and Alternative. You'll also find every apparel category covered right down to PPE along with all the major industries, like agriculture, healthcare, and technology. To see how the latest trends can fit into your corporate program, visit ssactivewear.com and click on the main banner to download the guide. Thanks for listening. Okay, so Ryan, so how are the changes going, right? What, what are you going to be doing as this year progresses to make all this stuff stick? So changes... Uh are going good. Uh, and we're actually going to expand on them. Uh, when we came back in May, uh, when we came back in May, 
Our sales were down 22% year over year from 2019. And with all the changes we made and all the momentum we kind of got going again, we got that down to only being down 2% uh, in mid-November. Then our state decided to go on another pause and kind of shut down the schools and restaurants and everything like that. And we just weren't able to keep that momentum going and ended up down a little bit more than that. We've just realized that the corporate world in some aspects is actually easier for us. Uh, usually a company has one logo and they just, they put it on different things. There's not a lot of variance. The sports world, when we do the, the fan apparel, different things like that, every year it's a new kid. That's usually the new captain. They want different apparel, different logos, dealing with like grandparents, families, things like that. Usually in the corporate world, we're dealing with like one, two key people that are ordering things. And we're actually, it's it's easier for us. And I think we're making a better margin and, and we're actually, I guess, taking the ship a little bit in that direction. I mentioned earlier, we have a goal of, we have a 2021 to have our business to business sales up, hit a million dollars uh, and a goal for the end of 2023 to have our business to business sales be 50% of our business. So it's kind of opened our eyes. We're also looking to hire inside sales staff and our dedicated staff to build our online stores. Um, the online stores are kind of going hand in hand with our growth in the corporate world by offering up the ability for them to open up a store for all their, their their customers or their employees. So that's kind of our our plan to make things stick and if anything, grow a little bit. Yeah. And let me tell you, I've done tons of corporate work over the years. And even though that that corporate logo is, you know, it's the official, it's this blue or this red or whatever, a lot of times they want like a tonal variation for like a dress shirt or they want the pink thing for breast cancer awareness or they're going to do a big promotion uh, for St. Patty's Day and everything has to be in green. So there's a lot or, you know, Fourth of July, it's all stars and stripes and stuff, right? And so there's a lot of room for this where you're not just doing the normal logo all the time. There's a lot of variations. Of course, you're working with their brand guidelines and stuff. But uh, are you guys developing this type of mentality when you go more corporate and more direct? Are you looking at doing stuff like that? Yeah, and I think we get that from seeing what the fan base in the sports world has kind of transferred over into the corporate world. Like you said, Stars and Stripes, they, it's the 4th of July apparel. So they have a new special event for that particular um, company or they have whatever uh, the uh, breast cancer awareness. So it's, it's still fandom and it's, and it's fandom based around a different thing. Instead of their sports team, it's fandom around this one event at this corporation. So with that being said, you, you, it's still the same. Um, it, it's still the same uh, fandom and company culture that you would see on the baseball field or the basketball um, court. It's just translated over to the to the um, corporate world a little bit. Okay, good, good. I see, it, I see it in this year. I mean, Michigan hunting's a big thing still up here. Outdoors, fishing, hunting, things like that. Some of the manufacturing world we got into, I see it big time in the camel hats and things of that sort. Some of our big manufacturing customers, they were doing the tone on tone of their logo on different camel hats, and then that kind of expanded into. Once the one company got it, I think we had three others from that order want to do the same thing. So it wasn't always just the white logo on everything. They were getting a specific like the the green and black camel hat and, and putting like a, a lighter green on it. And then like almost a tannish camo and, and changing that and little subtle things. So I think 
kind of similar time and maybe 4th of July, but up here in Michigan, the hunting time really kind of made that business go for us. Right, right. Good. So, Adam, as the economy opens up and things are getting back to normal, how do you feel that your new direction is going to affect your business? What infrastructure or processes do you have in place to make sure that the growth that you're now kind of getting, right, deploys smoothly and really kind of hits the target? So I had talked about our leadership team, and and we still have that team in place now. And I think that that's a huge change from us these last couple of years because we've better communicated with our staff, like what our goal and our plan is. So not only is it's not just Adam and Ryan know what our plan is, it's our staff knows what our plan is. They know that, hey, the, the we have sports, we're high into sports, sports are fun, but um, we're, we're going to switch into some corporate stuff. So we've got processes in place. Um, we've got new procedures that we're working on. Ryan had mentioned uh, staffing changes and rearranging some things. Our event coordinator right now, before that pause, we had some events we were able to do online only. So they would allow for athletes to, to be in the gym and do some things. Um, and we sold online events. And some of those events did more successful than us actually going to the on-site spot. So there are some changes. So that was a, a big plus for us that we, we, we took a flyer on. In fact, we actually, at, at some of those events, Marshall, we uh, created posters for the event with a QR code on it. So those parents that could go, they shot the QR code, and then it went right to their online store, which was kind of cool. If, if we can continue to grow our corporate side of things, knowing that sports is always going to be our, not always, but our, sports is going to be our backbone, if we can continue to grow the corporate stuff and the sports finally come back, we just think it's going to be a huge spike for us to know that we, we reached out to our corporate clients, we're growing that business, and then the sports should be a big boom for us uh, when things finally do come back, which we think is going to be in the fall of, of 2021. Yeah, and so, Ryan, how do you feel like the online store part of this is going to help you with the sales? What are you doing about that? We actually see our business growing big time in the online store. It's just a tool as we went into the corporate world that a lot of the people that we're reaching out to haven't really seen, or they've seen like the lands on one, or they've seen maybe a different variant of that. But to have the, the local company be able to offer something that they're easily use, everything comes bagged up, everything like that. That's where we're really seeing our ability to kind of get inroads with these corporations. Um, they have their promotional product place. We may be competing against other people, but where we're really getting in the door easy are with these online stores. And Adam right now is dealing with one of our local colleges, and they're actually having us build a permanent open 24-7 store for them. Um, it's it's a big undertaking for Adam, but it's kind of almost like intertwining us, intertwining us with them to where it's going to be harder for them to even almost leave us because we're going to be so like connected to them. So we just see the corporate, I mean, the online stores being the future of everything. And we actually have goals for that to, to be a certain level of growth in the next three years. Um, and it's just the path we go. And that's why we see adding dedicated people to build those stores is where we need to go. Okay, that's great. Adam, do you feel uh, the like the university online store that you're building, is it difficult to set that up? Do you use the same... Uh, you know, the same blanks that you might use for another 
uh, client? Are you trying to like standardize that process? Kind of walk us through that because you're the one building that right now. So we try to stay with the standard. You know, the worst thing you can do is give them a really cool product that you can't possibly order because it's never in stock or anything. We still don't, you know, stock a ton of pieces in the store. So we're relying on our um, SNSs of the world and places like that to keep us um, uh, keep our apparel here. But uh, we try to have it standard. But the the part that people really like is that they have their their human resource department or one of their marketing people they have some some um, play in what goes in their store so they can almost build it themselves to an extent now it's our job to kind of guide them into things that make it easier for us but we want them to have a little bit of power to say like hey i really want that piece in that store where if it's just a cookie cutter cookie cutters are great because it makes it real real easy for us to make them feel warm and fuzzy, you almost want to give them that option to say, here's your cookie cutters, but here's a couple highlight pieces you can throw in there. You know, right now we do a pretty good mix of letting people pick and choose what they want to, to a certain level. Hey, so let's wrap up here. And I want to ask you both or each, I guess, uh, what's the most exciting thing that you're really wanting 2021 just to really deliver on this year? My biggest thing I want in 2021 is to get back to our, our sense of normalcy, what we were used to. Like Adam said, we were we were kind of had our leadership team and we had built all these plans and our target markets. And, and we actually had a plan last year. We ended up being down about 8%, but we had a plan for growth last year, 35%. And when the governor of Michigan shut us down in March, we were at 34%. So we were on path for that. We were doing all these things to build the groundwork and and we really had momentum going. And and when everything got shut down, we kept the boat afloat, but it kind of like stopped our momentum for that. So I'm excited to get back, to get our processes in place, get things moving on the right direction. So Adam and I can even get back to focus on growing the business even more, laying that groundwork and, and trying to get back to doing the things that are going to get us to where we want to be in 10 years. Uh, we're both low 40s right now. And we have plans, I mean, to do this, Till we retire and maybe turn it over to kids or do what we're going to do with it. And we we've taken a last, a big step in the last year and a half to realize for growth, we're going to have to do certain things. And I just want to get back to doing the things we, we need to do to, to work on the business, not in the business as much. Great. What about you, Adam? So uh, to touch on a little bit of what Ryan had said, we, we've joked a little bit that this year was almost like a trial year. It's almost like the year resets and we go right back to 2000 and, 19 and it shoots we we had a whole year worth of experience in the company um and then we went back in time and now we get to do that 2020 all over again but we do it in 2021 so we had more experience in our planning we had more experience in our um and in, in scenarios that could possibly affect sandlot sports and it was like almost a trial of a year and 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 I think all of our staff handled it well I think that our community handled it well so now it's fun to say, all right, this year, let's try to get back to being as normal as possible. Let's keep our plans that we had, tweak them, and then move forward and just, and, and try, one, try new things, but let's try to get back to that normal and make Sandlot Sports a, a, a good growing company again. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, thank you both for uh, sharing your story of success with us today. 
If someone wants to learn more about Sandlot Sports and what you do or how you guys can help them, what's the best way to contact you? Probably either of our emails. So Ryan at SJSS301.com or Adam at SJSS301.com. Or you can check us out on the web, www.sandlotsports301.com. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Ryan and Adam. I really appreciate you guys. Well, thanks, Marshall. We appreciate you reaching out. Thank you, Marshall. We appreciate it. And thank you for doing this podcast and, and helping uh, the industry get some education. And we just appreciate everything you do for us. Great. Well, that's our show today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the latest Success Stories episodes. Have any suggestions for future guests or topics? Send them my way at marshall and marshallatkinson.com and we'll see you next time.